Welcome to the Insecurity Project Podcast. Most people think the best you can do with insecurity is mask it, manage it, or medicate. I'm convinced this is a problem that can be solved for good, and that's what this show is all about. Join me for weekly 10-minute Tuesday episodes, live coaching demonstrations, and world-class interviews on the subject of overcoming insecurity. Now on to today's show. Well, hello, hello. It's 10-minute Tuesday time again. Great to be speaking with you. Before I dive into the subject, uh, the good news is that the Unnecessary Suffering Tour in Melbourne is still going ahead. If you are waiting for news on that before buying tickets, uh, yeah, we're, we're getting on a plane. We'll be down there, Catherine and I, 15th of July. There'll be a 4 p.m. and a 7 p.m. session. So if you are waiting on news of that before buying tickets, uh, yeah, you can still get them at jamanfraser.com. Today, uh, The Denial of Death, a book I read by Ernest Becker uh, a few months ago that I think is uh, such a profound take on the subject of why we are so afraid of death, why death is a subject that we don't talk about, and when we do talk about it, we talk about it in such strange ways. Uh, It's deeply rooted in the psychology of being human, and this is a take on the subject that has so much to do with the Insecurity Project, so is is a very important subject to dive into. Uh, so lots to talk about, and I'll see how I go in, in condensing this into 10 minutes. Um, but a, a brief overview of the concept of, of uh, Ernest's, Ernest Becker's thesis. Uh, the first is this, that, that the, world, the world is terrifying. Uh, and by that, it's difficult to be a human being. I've mentioned that before, that the idea of the gift of consciousness is problematic because we're sense-making creatures and we've got to go into the world at a very young age and make sense of, of adult life. But, but it is really difficult to be human uh, because we, we crave our security and, and value, things that are given to other animals in the universe, uh, but not us. We've kind of got to work for them and earn them and, and work them out. Uh, so there, there are great challenges with being human. Uh, we, we have our own body and we look at it even from a young age and it's a problem to us that it that has to be explained. Becker says not only is our body strange but also it's in a landscape, our memories and our dreams. Man's very insides, his self, are foreign to him. He doesn't know who he is, why he was born, what he is doing on the planet, what he is supposed to do, what he can expect. His own existence is incomprehensible to him. A miracle, just like the rest of creation, but closer to him, right near his pounding heart. But for that reason, all the more strange. Uh, He goes on and says he must repress his smallness in the adult world, his failures to live up to adult commands and codes. He must repress his own feelings of physical and moral inadequacy, not only the inadequacy of his good intentions, but also his guilt and his evil intentions, the death wishes and hatreds that result from being frustrated and blocked by adults. He must repress his parents' inadequacy, their anxieties and terrors, because these make it difficult for him to feel secure and strong. He must repress his own anality, his compromising bodily functions that spell his mortality and his fundamental expendability in nature. The the world is terrifying. That, That is the first thing to kind of contemplate, that we we come into this life with so many questions and so many challenges. The second thing is that the basic motivation for human behavior then is our biological need to control our basic anxiety and to deny the terror of death. 
This is the terror to have emerged from nothing, to have a name, a consciousness of self, deep inner feelings, an excruciating inner yearning for life and self-expression, and yet with all this to die. Imagine that. Imagine all this craving for security and for value and then the fear that we could get to the end and it all be taken from us anyway and all amount to nothing. As a result, man, man develops two unique fears. We fear living and we fear dying. Because the fear of death is so strong, then we think, well, I'll pull back from life to prevent or stay off or delay the onset of death anyway. When the Dalai Lama was asked what surprised him most about man, he said, you know, he lives as if he's never going to die and then dies having never really lived. The third thing is that since the terror of death is so overwhelming, we conspire to keep it unconscious. It's not top of mind. We don't talk about it. We're not aware that we're so terrified of death. Um, we are then preoccupied with heroic quests. And, and this is the dysfunction of religion. It is an unconscious attempt to, to solve the problem of death. When, when, when religion is preoccupied with death, it is dysfunctional. And it's not just religion that's dysfunctional. You think about other heroic quests, other mythic fables and stories of giving life value and meaning. If I build this business, if I earn this amount of money, if I achieve this goal, if I break this record, if I marry that woman, if I raise these kids, if I do this and have this and say this, then my life will mean something. Then my legacy will transcend death and I will go on beyond here and I will prove that I do matter, that I, that I do have value and worth and that death will not win. And this is all uh, psychological immaturity. It's all because we, we hide the terror of death in our unconscious, never bring it to the surface, and so never resolve it. Uh, the, the fourth thing is that all our heroic projects aimed at validating our existence and proving that we have security and value in spite of the face of the terror of death have the paradoxical effect of bringing more evil into the world. So human conflicts are life and death struggles. My gods against your gods. My immortality project against your immortality project. That's the, the paradox of this is that our attempt to validate our own existence and protect ourselves from fear and to bring life actually bring death and chaos, all because they are so unconscious and, and never addressed. And this is, again, the, the importance of why we're talking about this as part of the insecurity project, because it is an insecurity issue. Do, do I matter? Is it okay to be me? Am I good or am I bad? Will death finally expose me as nothing and no one? Um, that thought is too terrible to contemplate, so I'll run or I'll, or I'll hide instead. So, so two questions. Firstly, how conscious are you that you are actually going to die? Secondly, how conscious are you of your heroic quests to earn status and security and immortality and to stave off death. To bring both those things into the light gives you an opportunity to address them and to move through to the dysfunction of them because the way out is to understand who you really are in the context of the life that you've been given and that is that you are both wonderful and you are insignificant. Being sober about your place in the cosmos and to work through insecurities to realize that you matter and you are going to die. 
you have inherent significance and worth and you are no one and nothing. And that's okay. Both of those statements are true. If you have a preoccupation with life, with life after death and that your religious experience is tied with that, whatever truth there may be to what happens when you die, that is dysfunctional. That is evidence of unresolved insecurity. That is part of your immortality project to stave off the fear that you'll be found out as no one and nothing and that all your effort to demonstrate your value will come to, will come to naught. Um, that is dysfunctional. That is a heroic quest that is driving you against your own self and against other people. Your work is to validate your existence soberly. It's to see who you really are, to come to terms with the frailty of life and the wonder of life and to be okay. And when you do that, then you're free to live. Then and only then are you free to live. Before that, the preoccupation with death, the denial of death, will also deny you access at life. And that will be a waste. I hope that's been useful. The Denial of Death is the book I was referring to by Ernest Becker. You can find it in all good bookstores, and I'll talk to you again next week. You've been listening to the Insecurity Project Podcast. All you need to solve any problem is the proven framework and someone skillful enough to hold you in the space until it works. If this is your year to be insecurity-free, jump on the insecurityproject.com and begin your journey to become unhindered by getting a free copy of the seven essential practices for overcoming insecurity.